what's going on what's rolling dudes with some balls people dudes with some balls nation maybe another podcast coming at you another basketball podcast coming at you because we got march madness happening ncaa march madness we're looking at the men's bracket because that's what we're most informed on no disrespect to the ladies out there but i'm alongside here jordan ross today jordan how we doing doing good ready to get into it yeah no booth with us today uh he commutes he works a hybrid schedule for work and unfortunately got caught in that uh, Seattle traffic for those people out there that know what that's like. So what we're doing, looking at kind of the brackets and just, I guess, the bracket and assembling our final four selection. So you guys can base it off that. Jordan feels pretty excited about this one. He feels very informed going into this podcast. I've been swirling around MLB free agency a little more. Uh, Jordan's doing a great job collecting everything. And so we're looking to put out another podcast this week for you guys on maybe some MLB free agency going on, just something around baseball, because I personally feel like we're missing out on the baseball market right now. So we're going to hit that. But for now, we're all locked in on some college basketball. Let's start. You want to go like West, East, whatever it would be Midwest and South or South and Midwest. Just looking at the bracket. like down to Yeah. Okay. That works for me. So your final four pick coming out of the West side of the bracket, who do you have and why? So I'm going to, I'm going to take the the favorite probably. I'm going to go with Gonzaga. I do think they're the best team in the country with Holmgren and uh, Timmy. They got great bigs down low. I do think that they have the toughest route in terms of the West region, I think is the toughest just because there's some teams there that are playing really good basketball You look at Duke as being a two seed. I think Texas Tech is going to be a very dangerous three seed after just losing their conference championship, which I predicted on last week's podcast against the University of Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) They also have Arkansas, who's been playing good basketball. UConn lost a tough one to to Nova in the conference tournament and Bama's. But um, yeah, I think that is going to be the toughest route to get to the final four, um, just because I think the strength of the teams in that bracket or in that region is the best. It's a fair assessment. I looked at this one too, and I, I think I looked at the West probably the hardest because I do also, let me just skip to the point, I do also see Gonzaga winning this. I think whether it's Boise State or Memphis, they play in the second round, they should route them pretty easily. I see you know them probably facing Arkansas in the Elite Eight, whatever. If so, back. So I wanted to choose Duke here, but I looked at Duke's potential second round matchup in the round of 32, and I see a Michigan State team in there, meaning if they beat Davidson, who's actually a very impressive team at 27 and six, if Michigan State gets past that, I think Izzo knows how to coach against Coach K very well, as Michigan State teams have actually done fairly well against Duke in this tournament. So a very less talented Michigan State team, but I think the Big Ten was one of the better basketball conferences this year. So that's where I potentially see Duke losing. And then if Duke wins, though, I could see them potentially making that run in Coach K's final year. It'd be a shame if they lose in the round of 32, honestly, but I like the Michigan State-Duke matchup there for in favor of Michigan State. And I think Gonzaga and Tech will probably, Texas Tech, there's a lot of techs in the world, so let me just make sure I specify, will probably meet in that Elite Eight round to go to the Final Four. Yeah, that's who I have in my Elite Eight, too, is Gonzaga and Texas Tech. One of the other first-round games that I'm really interested to watch is Vermont versus Arkansas. And I've been pretty high on Arkansas the last couple of weeks. But this Vermont team just routed every single team in their conference by 30 in route in, in way to their conference championship. So yeah. they've been playing very good basketball. I think they only have a few, just a few losses on the year. Um, anyway, Arkansas lost pretty bad to, to Texas A&M in that semifinal of the SEC tournament. If I had one upset alert, 
actually, I guess I have two. Vermont over Arkansas. I have them on upset alert. And I also like Rutgers a little bit, potentially beating up Bama. Bama hasn't looked great the last few weeks of the season. And that's a six seed yeah. in a loaded in a loaded West region that I could see falling in the early rounds. It's a good selection. I do I do see that. First round exits here, first round upsets. I'm not seeing a ton. I guess Vermont would be the closest one in my book just based on the numbers you just listed. But for the most part, you know, Montana State maybe on the Texas Tech, but Texas Tech's going to go on the Elite Eight. I'm going to transition us into the East here, and I want to get to this point because I had a hard time with this one because I wanted to pick someone other than the one seed here, and especially because I'd said it in the last podcast. If you guys hadn't listened to our conference championship podcast, it's not too late to listen to that. I did say Baylor was not going to finish as a one seed, and I'm very shocked they are a one seed after losing in the Big 12 tournament, losing very early in the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we needed a lot to happen there. We both, I think we both had Baylor falling out of the top four after the conference championship. I know yeah. I had Kansas making it into my final four, but Baylor needed a lot to happen. And with Kentucky losing in the SEC championship, um, or excuse me, the SEC semifinals to, yeah. to Tennessee, and then you had – Duke lost um, in the ACC finals. Duke lost, Auburn first-round exit in their conference tournament. So they they really had all the chips fall in place, even though Baylor didn't even make it to the conference semifinals. Yeah, I totally – thank you for picking me up there. I totally, like, got caught in a thought wave of just everything I wanted to say. And I, I had to also make sure Baylor lost when I thought they lost, and they did lose when I thought they lost. So, uh, yeah, so I – but here's the thing. They got, they got punched in the mouth, lost. And I think for teams like that, in a bigger time, like a – like a bigger team like that, especially a defending national champion team, like you get that loss in a conference tournament and it's kind of, not kind of, kind of, it reminds you that, you know, this ain't a cakewalk anymore and every game is precious. So when you get beat like that in that situation, you remember that now it's win or go home, no matter what it is. I feel like it's a, just a good refresh for a Baylor team that only had five losses before that game. Yeah, absolutely. So, so is that who you're going with? I think so. It was either Baylor or honestly UCLA. And I just, I just feel better rocking with Baylor than I do with UCLA. I don't like Kentucky. I don't know why. I just don't. See, I love Purdue. I do too. They're coming off a big conference tournament. Um, I really like Purdue. They're the other notables just in this East region. You look at Texas, who's been playing pretty poor basketball as of late. Yeah. Kentucky, UCLA, Baylor, like you already touched on. If I had to circle two upset alerts, um, I actually have Baylor in a potential second round upset against UNC. Yeah. Yeah. So if UNC can win that eight, nine game and then they go and would play Baylor, UNC lost in the uh, conference semifinals this last week. But before that, they were they had won 12 out of their last 14 games. They're playing pretty good basketball. And actually, the other team that I could see upsetting their opponent is another ACC team to look at and that is just on the sheer fact that it's going to be hot versus cold texas is going to be coming in as a six seed against that 11 seed virginia tech virginia tech's coming off a huge conference tournament um, in the acc and texas uh loses in their first game of their conference tournament so i guess we'll have to wait and see if there's if there's any like truth to the rest because you know this time of year a lot of these guys have been playing basketball since when october so Texas, I guess, is going to be well-rested, but Virginia Tech is playing their best basketball of the season. If Indiana wins, I would like to have that one on an upset alert for St. Mary's, although St. Mary's 
very good team. Was able to beat you know Gonzaga, uh, coming in at a five seed, well respectable. I Indiana is a very good team right now. The way they played, they had a great showing in the Big Ten tournament. I was they're kind of the most shocking team that was on one of these bubble teams that they have to play a play-in game. I think people are dumbfounded that Indiana has to be in a play-in game to deserve their right to be in this tournament. So I think one great spark of fire for them. Just a great story right there. They come in, they beat St. Mary's, anything could possibly happen, and that would set up a good match against UCLA as well. So that is my upset alert for the East. How are we feeling on the let's go south part of the bracket? Anything that stands so, out for you? Um, I think just with the south, I'm going to go with Arizona. I do like their, their chances. I don't think that they're really going to have – a tough opponent until they get to potentially the elite eight where I could see them facing off against the Nova or Tennessee. I actually have Tennessee making it to the elite eight. I think they're longer than Nova. Nova mm-hmm. plays pretty small. Nova mm-hmm. is playing very good basketball right now. Um, Illinois is another team we can look at in that bracket. I do see a potential upset for that bracket. And I said it last week, the Houston Cougars, they played well in their <laughs> conference tournament, but I just, I don't know. I'm not bought into them, especially in that five spot. So they'd have to beat UAB, yep. who I don't know much about, but I'm just I'm still going to ride the the Houston wave of being <laughs> upset. <laughs> hey, you said it a couple of weeks ago. So if they do get upset in the first or second round, it looks very good for you. I mean, I guess really it'd be like the first round because then they'd probably play Illinois, who honestly, to me, wasn't that impressive in the Big Ten tournament. So that when them going against Chattanooga, it could be one of those ones you kind of mark closely. And it reminds you of an Illinois team last year that was bound, national championship bound in many heads, and they end up losing to a team that's in this bracket as well, Loyola Chicago, who I am marking as a, I don't even know if you want to call it an upset. It's an upset based on the seeding. I, I got them beating Ohio State for sure in the opening opening round. And for my take, I thought long and hard about it as well. No pun intended to the name dudes with some balls, but I liked the way, like you mentioned, Nova's been playing hot. They've been playing very well. Arizona, I didn't think the Pac-12 was too competitive this year. We said that in previous podcasts. So for that reason alone, Arizona's a great team. So if they go to Final Four, I'm not going to be surprised. No one should be as a one seed. I like Tennessee. You brought some great points to Tennessee's case in the podcast last week, and I watched them closely through you know their short run in the SEC tournament, I guess. But I like the way they played. I actually went back and watched some of their their highlights uh, just earlier in the year, and I I do enjoy them. And at twenty six and seven, I see their path to the elite eight as pretty smooth. So I got them coming out of the south in a very close game with Arizona in that elite eight matchup. Yeah, I mean, I think that could definitely be one of the three seeds that could potentially go to the final four. I just think with most brackets, you don't. I feel like we don't typically see. I feel like there's always at least two one seeds. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to fact check that, but there's always at least a one or one seed and a two seed or two one seeds, two two seeds, I swear. Mm. Um, And then every now and then you'll get a four or even maybe a five that can sneak in. Um, I think Texas Tech was a final four team a couple years ago as a four or five seed. But yeah, Tennessee would not surprise me at all if they were able to go, if they meet Arizona in that Elite Eight game and beat them. For the Midwest, uh, like you said, we I don't think either of us – you had Kentucky, right, I guess, in the other side down in the – right? That's who you had in the east? No, I had Purdue. So I had oh, my bad. My Purdue, bad. and Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So where we stand right now, I got Gonzaga, Baylor, and Tennessee. So just to give the listeners here that are still with us a chance to understand where we're at. I got my two seed in this bracket in the Midwest making it. And I got Auburn 
taking the Midwest. I know you're you're high on Kansas, so you're smiling a little bit. Uh, maybe Kansas is your pick to win the whole dance. I don't I don't necessarily know why. I just feel like I just don't feel like the Jayhawks are that team, man. I don't even know. You know, I'm sure I got them going deep. I need to assess a little more. I just like Auburn's Auburn's path here. Okay, Jacksonville State and a Sun team versus them. Boom, Auburn. USC or Miami, both are not impressive to any means. Even USC's record at 26 and seven is not impressive compared to the teams they've had to play. There's, you know, and then you're going to match up with somewhere between LSU, Iowa State, Wisconsin, Colgate. Wisconsin could be the one team that gives you a little bit of trouble, but I don't feel like Wisconsin is a match for Auburn. I think Auburn outmatches them in every category. So that being said, I, I see an easy route to the Elite Eight for the two-seed Auburn. And at that point, anything can happen in the top half of the bracket. One thing I will want to mention is in that upper half of the Midwest bracket. I see South Dakota State pulling off the upset. Big, I don't even know who they play. Providence, who's great. Providence. I love Providence. Yeah, I know you're big on them. So, but the Jackrabbits, man, they're they're hot. Thirty and four. They yeah. got one of the best records in this tournament. They were so undefeated the, so for the, a long time. So the Midwest, looking at this region, I think this is one of the tougher regions to kind of decipher who I think is going to win. Um, I will say that clearly you didn't listen to, to the podcast back last week because I, I said it once and I'll say it again. Auburn is fraudulent. Yeah. They're frauds. They went out and got ran by Texas A&M in the first okay. round of the SEC tournament. Um, so with that being said, I don't think they've played great basketball as of late. I do like Providence a lot in this region, but I'm going to go with the Jayhawks. Rock Chalk. I think I, I think I think they're gonna if especially if what you said happens if Providence is on upset alert, you're looking at Kansas having to play a, a 16 seed and potentially the ability to play so Providence is a four seed, so they'd be playing a 13 seed. Yeah. Or potentially. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing about who else, I mean, up there also is Iowa. Oh, uh, so they so the 13 seed would have to play Iowa most likely in their second round. Because yeah. then Kansas would play the winner of the 8-9. Got it. Yeah, Iowa's a good team, too. That's my thing. I think Iowa's well. really good, and that's the team that I think Kansas runs into. It would be the Sweet 16 that makes it for a really good matchup, which is an exciting matchup. And at that point, I say it's a coin flip, right? So I think I just looking at what I see from the bracket, I feel like Auburn's path, as long as Auburn plays to the most capable Auburn standpoint that they could play before the tournament and before just shortly before the tournament, Auburn the way they were trending upwards then it should be an easy route to that, at least the elite eight for them right so anything can happen it's March it's madness so so yeah that's actually my upset alert is I have Auburn potentially losing in the second round and I don't even care who they play I don't know much about USC just because they play on the west coast and their games start at 10 30 p.m central time so I haven't watched too much of them uh, Miami looked pretty good against Duke in the ACC tournament um, they won a couple of games as well in that tournament so I think if either of those teams win, they got a pretty good shot at, at uh, beating that two seed down in the Midwest region. Yeah, anything goes. It's all possible here in March. Hopefully we get Booth to at least just quickly run through his final four so we can all check on these at the end of it. But like I said, he's not here right now, and we will hope to have another podcast out by this week as well, not just this one, another one going over MLB free agency and trades and everything because a lot is going on. But we don't know where the main – Big four that I like to call right now. Still left between Correa, Freeman, 
Bryant and Story. Those are the big four out there still. And so hopefully they get signed soon and we can talk all baseball things coming in as spring training games are set to start this week, as well as the NCAA March Madness Tournament. One, any other comments you got? Any other final thoughts? Food for thought for you, Mr. Ross? Yeah, I think just looking back to a couple of weeks ago, we really didn't have anything to talk about um, in that dead period between football ending and then uh, waiting for the conference tournament to start for basketball. We were kind of dead. Obviously, the MLB was in a lockout, and that has come to a conclusion. Um, so we got free agency to talk about. We got a lot of baseball that we could talk about. And obviously, March Madness. The madness is upon us. So we yes. will continue to discuss our picks and not name any stats or players to back them up other than the <laughs> if they pass the eye test or not. Yeah, we just go off looks, man. It's all... Look, we're working, have faith in us. We're working on the basketball angle, especially from the college. I could talk NBA. You know, I'm one of those few people that believe the NBA is better than college basketball. So as March Madness gets deeper, I'll have all these facts. I'll watch a game and tell you why I love them and who I'm rooting for. I don't know, man. Yeah, right yeah, now. I was going to I really love Providence's point guard, but I don't even remember his name. Hey, it's not about the name on the back. It's the one on the front. You know. That's right. <laughs> Anyone that's played sports has heard that before. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Dudes with Some Balls. We will be a lot better for you guys in the future. And we got a lot of great things coming up. So thanks for listening. Take care, guys.